Welcome to American Education FM, everybody. I'm Dr. Sean Brooks. Well, there's a lot to get to here, so I'm going to jump right in. Um, first of all, a lot of good news, a lot of bad news, but a lot of good news, too. And this first is a Zoom call in another what seems to be either a middle school or high school class. And it just perplexes me that K-12 teachers are continuing to use these period in, period out, everyday Zoom classes. I've said this before, this is not how online education was designed. It just wasn't. For those that have done it successfully for decades, do not have classes online where you're Zoom calling or Zoom talking with other classmates or the teacher or professor on a day-in, day-out basis. That's just not how, it's just not how it works. The content is organized in order. The students have things that they need to read, things they need to write, things they need to watch and listen to, things they need to turn in. Periodically, if it's in every other day or even once a week that they directly talk with a teacher, so be it. But this business of doing it day in and day out is, is nuts. And it shows that the administrators and the teachers that are doing this and advocating for it and making it policy have no idea what they're doing. So this is a quick little video of a female teacher who basically just loses her mind and starts uh, sort of threatening students to talk with their parents. And she's clearly a political ideologue. So I'm just going to go ahead and play this. And this comes from Dinesh D'Souza's Rumble account. And this has been all over Gab as well. So give this a listen themselves out the haters did they are forced to bring awareness to the situation that they are in because other people put them in that situation my question is in your case where is the uh, white student union because because we, we need all you need equality. a white student union jay oh. you get everything your parent wants to talk to me about their profession and their opinion on their profession, I would love to hear that. I know very little about anything else in the world other than education, okay? However, if your parent wants to come talk to me about how I'm not doing a good enough job in distance learning based on what you need as an individual, just dare them to come at me. Because I'm so sick to my stomach of parents trying to tell educators how to do their job. I have never once gone to a doctor's appointment and tried to tell my medical health provider how to treat me. You know why? Because I know nothing about that. I didn't get my degree in medicine. I am going off. I'm sorry. This is my go-off period. Well, there's plenty to break down just with that one video, so I'm going to do my best here. First of all, at the top, it was clearly some kind of a discussion that, of course, was being recorded by the students who were in on the Zoom call, and this continues to just be one of the funny things that many of these teachers don't seem to understand, is that when they're engaging in these Zoom calls, they're being recorded by students. Students are recording them for the purpose of catching them acting crazy and then posting it on the internet to embarrass them. Mission accomplished. It's happening all the time. It's been happening since a year ago. Um, it happens constantly. Where it once happened in a classroom setting, 
with a student holding their cell phone behind their book bag to catch a teacher doing something stupid or saying something stupid. Now it's doing, you know, they're doing it over Zoom and over their computer with a level of ease that's never existed before. And it it's just exposing the larger problem. So apparently they were having some kind of a discussion about, or yelling rather, about, uh, I guess she was advocating for minority students having some minority group in school or something like that. And then somebody said, well, what about having a white group in school? Because it's basically the same thing. And then she just started shouting at them that white people basically have everything. So why would they need to have some white student group? Um, I don't know what subject she teaches, but whatever it is, she's clearly ineffective because she's talking about things that have nothing to do with her subject matter. Uh, the second thing is that screaming at, you know, screaming about teachers regarding how they know more than parents do and parents don't know anything about how to educate their children. I've met a lot of parents that don't know how to educate their children at all. They would rather have government do it because they themselves don't want to read. They don't want to learn. They don't want to, uh, they don't want to be a parent really. They don't have a problem having children. They just don't want to be a parent. And as I've said in the past, it's not government's job to raise the child. But for many parents, they believe that that's in fact the case. And clearly this teacher thinks that that's the case. This teacher believes that it's her job to raise and teach America's children and that that's not necessarily the responsibility of the parent because nobody knows better than the teacher in her eyes, clearly. Um, she's wrong on that reg in that regard as well. It's not all one way or all the other. It's not a binary kind of thing. It has to do with knowledge acquisition. Does a person want to learn about how to raise an effective human being, or don't they? Those that do tend to have more healthy-minded children, and those, that, those parents that don't tend not to. And that's just kind of the way that it goes. Um, but again, as I said at the very top, the business of having Zoom calls on a period-in, period-out basis for all classes is completely unnecessary and totally ridiculous. And as you heard just in that minute and 20-second clip, there's not much that's being accomplished. There isn't much that's taking place. Again, I have two degrees from online institutions, a master's and a PhD. And the fact is, is that I can count the number of times that I talked with my professors over a Zoom call on one hand through both degrees. But here they are at the middle school and high school level, and they're meeting these teachers online face-to-face -face on a day-in, day-out basis. It's unnecessary. The whole purpose of online education is to be self-driven and that the content exists in front of a student's face the entire class. All of the content for that whole class is right there in front of their face, and they just progress through the course. I'm not saying that they can't talk with a professor or the teacher from time to time. They certainly can, but it's not necessary unless they have a question, in which case, again, that's an individualized student-teacher thing. It's not something that has to take place in a giant open classroom where everybody's listening and everybody's hearing and you know, everybody's in on the, on the conversation or the question and the answer. So I don't know. That's my take with that. This next piece of audio comes from Canada, 
and it's a female high school student, and I'm just going to play the audio, and you can give it a listen. Again, she's talking about um, rejecting the school board's pleas to force vaccinations on children in school. So here we go. Uh, you have three minutes whenever you're ready. Good morning. I am one of the unvaccinated students you are looking to bully, discriminate, and remove from Toronto schools. I am not sick, I am not ill, and I am not contagious. I am, however, an athlete, a member of my school's student council, an honorable recipient, and one of the most healthy, motivated, and dedicated students at my school. I don't have the time or space to get sick because there is so much that I do and am involved in. In fact, the only time I ever take off school is to go to different athletic and academic competitions, school trips, training camps, and now, thanks to you, when I have to defend my God-given freedoms to an overstepping board of health. How could I possibly be a danger to my friends at school? How am I considered one of the top 10 health threats as stated by the World Health Organization? Last year, a girl at my school took her own life. Wouldn't it be better if Toronto Board of Health worked at taking my peers off antidepressants and anxiety medication? Wouldn't it be better to stop the suicides that are plaguing my generation? The overwhelming majority of my generation is sick and tired of being sick and tired. And you want to medicate all of us so that we all have to experience the same debilitating drug-induced diseases? If heart drugs list heart attacks as a side effect and antidepressant drugs list suicide as a side effect, why do you think I should trust anyone that says vaccines are safe and effective? Your decisions regarding the Immunization School Pupils Act affect me profoundly. I do not consent to having my medical choices on an electronic registry. I do not consent to being forced to have an exemption filed stating my opposition to being drugged. I do not consent to anyone taking my freedoms of conscience or religion. And above all, I do not consent to you mandating decisions about my body autonomy. This is my body and it is my choice. As MC Hammer once said, you can't touch this. So that high school girl basically has more courage in her body than most adults I know. That's number one. Number two, I purposefully didn't tell what date that was on purpose at the beginning. That was th- that speech there at that school board meeting in Canada was given on September in September of 2019. So this business of vaccinating, force uh, forcing vaccinations on students and individuals in the workplace has been something that's been around for quite some time. It's not a new thing. But again, it's government overreach. Government says jump, and the most ignorant say how high. Unlike her, of course, where she says no. I'm I'm not going to follow what you say about jamming poisons into my body. I'm not going to go along with that. So deal with it. And again, I've said it before, I just wish that more people would do that at school board meetings, including students. Teachers don't do it because they're afraid they're going to lose their jobs, and rightfully so. The second that they make themselves public in front of a school board is the second that they put a target on their back, which is why you don't see many teachers at school board meetings. Um, Students, it's another thing. They still put a target on their back to some extent and still open themselves up to retribution from staff members. And that does happen towards students all of the time. But it's not, um, it's, it's just far worse if it was an actual teacher sitting in that seat or an administrator sitting in that seat. If it was an administrator, they'd lose their jobs in a heartbeat. But again, I wish more, more parents and more students would, would do exactly what she's done. And on that same note, I'm going to play this too, and this is recent as well. 
This also comes from Canada. I know this is American Education FM, but freedom's freedom any way you slice it. And uh, this is a little girl. I've got her probably four years old, maybe, maybe even five. And um, she's at a freedom rally in Canada regarding the mask wearing and the vaccinations and all that stuff. So give this a listen. courage in her five-year-old body than most adults I know. Far more knowledgeable, too. And she can read. And she reads very, very well. That's um, that right there. Those are parents that are raising their children correctly. There's no doubt about it. A hundred percent. Educating their children about the truth. And that takes effort on the parent's part to look up information that's accurate and then pass it along to their children because that right there is the role and responsibility of an effective parent. And then, of course, that child starts to recognize the real world around them and how even schools are unhealthy environments. If I had to take a guess, I would say that child is homeschooled because they tend to be the best and the brightest, without a doubt. So here's the last thing that I wanted to share, and this has to do with Prager University. And this is, again, a great thing, but Prager University has a, uh, they've always had online videos, and many of them are history-based, which is fantastic. Most of them are accurate, not all of them, but most of them are accurate, uh, which, which I thoroughly enjoy, and it, they cut to the chase very quickly. But here they now have something that they call Prep Kids Shows and Resources, and it's just called Prep. And it says, quote, we've launched PragerU resources for educators and parents, Prep, to give parents and teachers the resources, support, and tools to teach children 
about America's blessings and limitless opportunities. Below, you will find our currently available resources. And then it says, not a member, join prep today. So there might be a little bit of a fee, apparently. But there are kids shows from grades uh, K through second grade, uh, third through fifth grade, and then six and up. This is most likely elementary, middle school age material. It doesn't mean somebody else can't learn something from it. I'm certain they can. But they have different uh, videos from different people. Abigail Adams, Margaret Thatcher, Ayn Rand. Those are just some. Down toward the resources section, and I'll link this entire uh, link in the description so that you can jump right to it. Uh, there's a parent action guide. There are study guides, a certificate of completion. There's a book list, essay prompts, and then there's playlists of different subjects with at least 10 videos per section. So U.S. history has 15 videos. World history has 15 videos. Life studies has 12 videos. Economics has 12 videos. New releases for teens, there's 12 videos there. Civics, there's 27 videos. Political science, there's 12 videos. Uh, what science reveals about climate change, <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, 21 videos on that. PragerU commencement speeches, there are six videos. Uh, videos for the whole family, there are 10 videos. And then things you won't learn in school, there are 21 videos. So, yeah, there's an art and music section here, too. Art history, artful parent, classics for kids, another history section, freedom factor, 1776 unites curriculum, and then something called the classical historian. There's homeschooling content here, too. Um, math and science as well. Movies and television. Uh, personal and educational development, there are podcasts, reading and writing, religious education, virtual field trips. There's a lot of stuff here. There's no doubt about it. This entire page is, is again, at a glance, this entire page is fantastic. So I'm going to link this in the description below. Um, go ahead and check it out. I highly recommend it. Again, if you've ever seen the PragerU videos before, you know how impactful they are and how they're very, very quick to the point and just filled with information in such a short amount of time. But I assume some of these videos are, are longer, which is even better. So there you have it. Uh, check those things out and catch you next time. Thank you for listening to American Education FM. Make sure and check out AmericanEducationFM.com for more information. Take care and God bless. <laughs>